Hi everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse. I'm in a good mood because we're going to talk about DC Comics and there's a big DC Comics week. I'm Peter by the way and uh, Matt's here. What's up? Connor's here too. Hey everyone. There'll be a special edition of Connor's Corner at the end of the show where Connor talks about the book that only he read this week. Uh, but we've got lots of books to talk about obviously. Uh, this week we are going to be discussing long list this time so bear with me. Supergirl Rebirth Issue 1, Batman Issue 5, Superman Issue 5, Justice League Issue 3, Nightwing Issue 3, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey Issue 1, Green Arrow Issue 5, Green Lanterns Issue 5, Aquaman Issue 5, Suicide Squad Issue 1, and then Connor will be talking about Harley Quinn Issue 2. One breath. God damn it, that's 11 books. I want points. Yeah. I want points for that one breath run. Um... So that's what's coming up uh, on today's show. There will be timestamps, as always, in the description. You can uh, click on those to uh, jump around. Before we get to that, though, the, uh, the solicits are coming on Monday, right? So for next week's episode, we'll have the full solicits and we'll talk about them like we normally do. But as they always do, they like to tease us with a few early ones just on their own. Um, there's maybe six, seven of them out. I'm only going to bring up three of them here. I'm just going to leave the other ones till the full solicits because some of them are just, it's part four of this arc or it's part five of this arc. Not a, real, a whole lot to say, especially since I tend to avoid reading the descriptions of stuff that's the middle of an arc just for spoilers, mm-hmm. avoidance. But uh, the interesting ones, uh, the two main interesting ones are the fact that November is going to have a fifth Wednesday and thank fuck... November is going to have some annuals to fill that fifth Wednesday, so we're going to have books to talk about that week. That's nice. That's really nice. Uh, so there may be more in the full solicits, but so far we have Batman issue, issue uh, Batman annual issue one, which uh, is going to be an anthology style. Uh, it's going to it's called Silent Night, and it's going to be a set during winter and uh, you know a snowfall during Gotham. And it's got stories by Tom King, Scott Snyder, Paul Denny, Steve Orlando, and Scott Wilson. I'm so down. It's a pretty good list of names. That's not. Let's not pretend it isn't. There, it's a really good list of names. Yeah. Got the current Batman writer, the last Batman writer. You get Paul Denny, who has a legacy with the character, and uh, yep. Steve Orlando, who uh, is sort of sort of newer but up and coming and doing a lot of good stuff. So. It's, uh, oh. He's he's edging in on the bat stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing he's the uh, monster men. Monster men, yeah. Which yeah. yep. oh, is fine. I mean, maybe they're setting him up to because he's only got the one monthly book right now. But maybe the reason why he has the one monthly book rather than having a double book is that he's doing all these extra little crossover things and you know. Yeah, he's like he's like the the extra guy for the bat books. Yeah. Uh, so that's yep. cool. And the other one we're getting is Superman Annual Issue One, which is the regular team. Um, of Tomasi and Gleason, uh, Jorge Jimenez is going to be doing the art, and mm-hmm. it's not going to be an anthology. It's going to be one story, and uh, here, here's the, I'll just read the description for this one because since it is just the one story, uh, Earth to Ashes, Ashes to Ashes. Mister Oz told Superman that not what he thought he was. Now Swamp Thing comes hunting for the Man of Steel to discover what strange connection the new Superman has to the planet, but they're Contact is something neither is prepared for, leading Kal-El battling the Earth Elemental, who wants to bury him. So we've got a Superman versus Swamp Thing issue, um, but it's going to play into the whole he's different, Mr. Oz, you know, mystery mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, that sounds like a fun, fun story. Burn him. 
That's it. He Jeez, that got dark. That's All it. Right. So, uh, Matt's going for the quick kill. Uh, <laughs> Yo, if I had heat vision, there'd be less people in this world. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> like, that's it. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, so both of those are out in the first week in November. Uh, they're both listed as 48 pages for four ninety nine. Uh Standard. Sure. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of normal. That's what you expect from an annual. Uh, and they both sound interesting and worth reading. I'm wondering if we'll also get Green Arrow and Green Lanterns annuals because these, because th- those were the four books that all came in the first week of Rebirth. Yeah. So I'm, I would guess that those two may get annuals as well, but it's just a, just a hunch. Yeah, I don't know. Batman and Superman seem obvious ones to give it to first, but, whereas the others not as much. I think there'll be at least one more, though. I don't think. I think, I think there'll be a couple more, but I'm not sure it'll be those ones that you mentioned. If you were going to guess, what the first an- other annuals may be? Maybe Wonder Nightwing, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Okay. okay. Also, Jim Lee's been on uh, the internet lately saying how, as a co-publisher, he envisions Harley as the fourth pillar. Mm-hmm. So imagine that. Yeah, she, books, she does have a special like all the time at any yes. event. Yeah, she, yeah, she she appeals to a very particular audience who will always buy something with the name Harley Quinn on it. Yep. Um, Connor being one of those people. <laughs> hey, when the quality like call- is good, I will buy it, and that is now. Um, uh, you're almost as bad as a friend, James, who is obsessed in a way that no regular human being should be obsessed with a fictional character. but I'm not sure I'm quite as bad as James. Nah. No, no one's as bad as James. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like James has a teenage girl operating his brain. So Yeah, it's, it's like inside out. There's like a, a team of teenage girls yeah. inside there. It's like four teenage girls and then this one guy who's just really into neon like is the fifth <laughs> person. I was just going to say, and there's nothing wrong. We're not saying this is... Oh, no, there's no, no, anything yeah, wrong not. with them. I'm just yeah. saying it's... His taste in movies, TV, and music sometimes skews to that of my nieces yeah. in a couple of years. So, hey, uh, he likes it. He's happy. That's cool. Also, big fan of Batman 66. So Yes, yeah. yes. He's uh, odd. <laughs> actually, I wasn't going to bring that up as part of the news, but they, they did announce yeah. that new animated movie that's got Adam West and oh. what's-his-face with Dead Robin and uh, Julie Newmar. Ward. Yeah, there you go. It's gonna be so good. Uh, it's not. It's not for me. I'll just say that. Although the one thing I will say is I did watch the uh, the trailer, if you can call it that, because it's kind of a separate thing just to promote it. I yeah. I do think Adam West sounds far too old to be doing this now. Yeah, old. He, he sounded old for a while. I mean, but you he hear sounds... him Family Guy anytime he, recently. He doesn't yeah. sound like he's acting. Like he sounds like a delusional old man reading lines off a bit of paper. He has them for a while, but... How is that far from the truth? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. I, know, I just I love him off Family Guy's Mayor Adam West, and that just that makes me laugh every time, because he's so game for that type of stuff, and it's no surprise that he's coming he, back. He has fun with Batman. it, doesn't yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's he's all for coming in and doing stuff like this. But uh, now the one, one last book that I wanted to mention, actually, just out of these early solicits, was Superman issue 10, because it is the start of a new arc. So I thought it was worth uh, pointing out. And I believe this is the reason why we're not getting Super Sons until next year. 
because the arc starting in Superman, starting with issue 10, is a Superman and John team up with Batman and Damien story. So I presume that this will lead in to Super Sons uh, come like maybe February. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's got a really nice cover with uh, yep. the, the father son staring each other down. You know how uh, Tomasi and Gleason were the ones that did Batman and Robin and, mm. and did all the yep. stuff with Damien? Do you think he could uh, be doing Super Sons as like a pair? Yeah. Of... yeah. Maybe. Uh... He's always worked on two books because even when he was doing Batman and Robin, he was doing Green Lantern Corps. So and then he, he moved has on to, uh, and then he moved on to Superman Wonder Woman. But yeah. is, is he ever done three at the same time? Because remember, Superman's two a month, so... Yeah, but I'm sure he's writing those out like normal. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I it's, know. it's more on the art that the double shipping uh, bears the burden of. Yeah. So. Uh, but to me, this just kind of like makes sense that that's where this is going to head to. This will probably be the first time that Damien and John meet each other and it'll set up the, uh, the coming series. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and it again, it'll make everything feel like connected and part of a universe again if it actually is set up in one of these books beforehand. And by the time that comes out, the the, the actual series might be solicited. That's true. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me if it, they happen to time it so the solicits for the first issue are around the same time as this coming mm-hmm. out. I can see it. Mm-hmm. It would make some sense. So, yeah, uh, the, the arc is called In the Name of the Father. So there you go. You can nice. speculate all you want. So that's starting issue ten, which is the start of uh, that's the first issue in November. So, eh, cool stuff. Cool, cool stuff. All right. So that's uh, that'll take us on to some books. So first up, we always start with the new books of the week, and we have one new book this week, and that is Supergirl Rebirth issue one, uh, by Steve Orlando and art by Emanuela Lupacino. So, uh, Kryptonian werewolf. Hell yeah. You just know this This was, like, made for Matt. La- yep, it was. Laron. <laughs> yeah. Laron is a werewolf on Krypton. Uh, something to do with red kryptonite is the cause of it. And mm-hmm. uh, he... He's not, he's not even... He's, he's, he's the thing for her to fight in this issue. I wouldn't say he's the, yeah, uh, the villain. He's a traditional person. werewolf mm. in fiction where he's not a bad guy, mm. but when he turns into the creature, he loses all sense of humanity. So yeah. you know, she needs something where to punch. He, he looks at the moonlight, yeah, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, he I, realizes... I forget what the line was, but he says like, "Planet light, the <laughs> yeah, thing that changes some... me." It is something weird, isn't it? Yeah, and I just it gave me a, a crack up. No, it, was... it, it, it says, "Fools, world light triggers my sickness." World light, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now. Let's, let's get to the, the meat of it though, and that's obviously we were all looking forward to Supergirl, and I am happy to say that I really enjoyed this first issue. Yep. Um, yep. Amazingly, I would never have said this like two weeks ago, but I might have preferred Superwoman, but that's not because this was bad, it was just because Superwoman was, you know, surprisingly uh, excellent. Superwoman, yeah, it packed a, a massive yeah. punch that uh, we weren't expecting, so... But yeah. the, first, the first thing I'd say about this though is I think the tone is is down like i think he's nailed yeah. the tone what this should be it's i mean admittedly i don't know if i would have made the choice to age Kara at 16 like i mean i, I know technically she probably was that in year 52 but i mean we can fudge that if we want to it's, it's not let's not be committed yeah, to that they just 
Yeah, they're just putting her a bit high school age, so you can get the high school drama. Yeah. I, th- I think it's you because know. they want to differentiate Supergirl and Superwoman yeah. a bit, so I have a bit well, of an age I mean, gap. You could have thrown her in college. I mean, yeah. it didn't have to be high school, but whatever. It's it's a small thing. It, they're matching the tone of the show, and unlike when Green Arrow tried this, you know, after Lemire's run, this felt natural. Do you know what the, 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 the difference show? is, though? The tone of the show of Supergirl is what Supergirl should be. Right. The tone of the show of Arrow is not what Green Arrow should be. No, the tone right. of the show of Arrow is we want to be Batman, but we are failing miserably at being Batman. Exactly. Yep. So, you know. But I'm uh, talking about introducing elements of the show. Like, they forced in Felicity, and they forced it to go darker. And, I mean, I, I quit after two issues just because it was terrible. Yeah, this, though, the DEO... And the handler, it's not quite her sister, but there's some there's some similarities there. And then her parents, too, borrowing the names from the show. Yeah, I did see an interview with Orlando where he was asked why he borrowed so much from the show. Mm-hmm. And he basically just said, because the show got it right, it's what Supergirl yeah. is, so why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like. I think yeah, they're interested the Dan of her parents. Uh, they didn't, did oh. they mention Alex? I don't think they did. No. no, so there might not be an Alex in this, uh, which I'm kind of fine with because Alex did. Gr- it's funny because I actually I've been rewatching uh, the Flash and Supergirl leading up to the new seasons, mm-hmm. and I just hit Flash season two of Supergirl. So I'm just sort of alternating between the two, like the episode yeah. by episode. And I remembered like when the show started that Alex was easily my least favorite part, and yeah. she got better as the season went on. But now that I've, I went back and I just watched the first episode again last night, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember why I disliked her. <laughs> <laughs> like she's really, she's just really like whiny and stuff. So I don't know if they'll bring, maybe they'll bring her in later. Um, but no, nah, the Danvers being there's fine. Uh, they've got uh, director Chase, you know, the head of the DEO, yeah. and uh, they they help Supergirl like uh, get better because she's like suffering from you know power loss and similar stuff that yeah. New Superman had. So they they fly her into the sun so that the sun will just reignite all her powers. Uh, That's right. Plan. And if yeah. I have one complaint about this show, and it is literally the only complaint I could have, is that I do feel that mm-hmm. aspect of it's maybe a little bit just kind of rushed. Like, it's just... Well, I, I could argue that like, a lot of this is rushed just as to get it set up, get the status quo yeah. ready for the actual number one. Because uh, all we had seen up to this point after the Citadel arc was her, like, in that big Superman crossover before Rebirth. Yeah, last days of Superman. Yeah, and that was just very, again, that was kind of haphazard and messy. Had there been like a miniseries or something to introduce her power loss, I think this would have worked better, but they're dropping it on you. She, her powers are flickering in and out, and now they're going to launch her into the sun. The thing is, though, is that Orlando clearly worked to just fix it as quickly as possible yeah. so that we could get past it and start telling... Supergirl stories. Yeah, he clearly wanted, once once we hit the actual number yeah. one, let's just go with what this wants to be. Forget right. getting everything yeah. back to how that, it should that, be. This issue was about like it was like a mission state, it was like a proof of concept. Here's what the tone's going to be, here's how the character's going to feel. But a lot of the yep. plot was let's like fix the the shite that was around that we didn't yeah. want to keep around. So, you know. Uh and I, I think it does it fairly well. Uh so I you know, I really like the when Chase is explaining, right, you're gonna have your like your parents, you know, in quotations, are your mm-hmm. handlers, and you're going to actually experience being a like a human, 
because that's important. You have to do that so you fit in and all that. Yeah. So you're going to go to high school, but when shit goes down, it's time for a job for Supergirl. And I really like that page, and she likes yeah. flying as it says that. And, uh, it was just, it, it felt fun, but it felt like it had a heart. I liked that she didn't want to just give up on the, the werewolf. She was like, no, we're going to try and help yeah. him. We're going to try and rehabilitate. Well, well, it should be said, too, that her dad is the one that locked him in the Phantom Zone until they could find a cure. Yeah, Zorel. Yeah. Yeah, Zorel, and then they tease him at the end, which. This is where it gets a little murky because they've already used the cyborg Superman uh, Zorel thing, which I always thought was weird. Yeah, she didn't. She, uh, never, she never. I actually went back and read that art from New Fifty Two. Oh, you did? Because I okay. wanted to be aware of just you know what had mm-hmm. happened if any of, any of it was relevant. She never found out that. Uh, that's her dad. That's her dad. We we did as a reader, but she never found out. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't think it'll actually be a big okay. deal if you didn't read that because she doesn't know. So you'll just be in her okay. shoes. That's fine then. That's, yeah. You know, that's good then. I just thought that always was such a weird thing to make Zorel the whole cyborg Superman. I, I think I think it'll be good here. I think he'll explore the dynamics of that and our father mm-hmm. being... But the, the weird thing is the cyborg Superman didn't know that he was her father either. He, oh, okay. he finds out towards the end, doesn't he? He finds out towards the end because he, beco- he basically steals her life force to become human again and he gets all his memories back. And then he reverses it once he realizes who he is, because he doesn't want our, his daughter oh. to die. Mm. Well, it wasn't, wasn't as terrible as the covers made it look. That's good to know. It, honestly, it, the writing wasn't amazing, but the ideas weren't as terrible as the instantly. It, it was. Yeah. It yeah. was decent. Yeah, it was. It was New Fifty Two writing, basically. Yeah, with some well. decent ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm but, just happy to have a Supergirl back because New Fifty Two Supergirl wasn't terrible when it started. Like, it was a fun yeah, was, use yeah, of the fun. character. You know, and you got the Silver Banshee stuff in there. And I am they, they were working. I am so glad oh. we're back to the a classic looking outfit. Like, so I was just going to say, that, that splash page too. where she comes out in it. Oh, yeah. it's so nice. Yeah, it's like, oh, thank for I mean, it's not. I don't even hate the other outfit. Like, that, that other outfit would be fine on a new character. Like, if you get brought up a new... Well, it's very Power Girl looking yeah. without yeah. the window, you know? Like, it's a bikini, like a single... What's a, a one piece? There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but now here it looks like Supergirl, and you know, skirt, no skirt. If they want to give her pants, cool. But like this looks like a super character's costume. Yeah. So. No, I, I'm fully in the uh, the skirt camp. I feel like mm-hmm. it just I don't know something about it doesn't look like Supergirl if it's not a red skirt. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's very much like the show. They've kept a similar kind of vest design. I like the idea that. Uh, Zorel's S was slightly different because it's a different branch of the family. Like yeah. it's very similar, but there's some slight differences. Maybe because when like he marries uh, whoever Lara's mother's is, I can't remember her name. Yeah. Uh, Lara. Allura. 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 There you go. Thank you. Um, like maybe when Zorel marries her, like her family's like style integrates with the the L one. You know, like, every time yeah. someone gets married, it alters a little bit based on who they've yeah. married. And that's why Zorel and Jorel's symbols are slightly different, but similar. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just yeah. theorizing. <laughs> it it no. really doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't. But well, I, he's no. They're the elves of Argo City, and yeah. they were, you know, I don't know what city Jorel and Lara were in, you know, but they were the elves there, so it helps to be distinct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, I, I thought it was fine. I thought with Thomas down. Uh, uh, Art was pretty good. I know it's a different artist on the main book. Um, we get going, 
but yeah. uh, art was fine here. So yeah, it's uh, you know how you said you preferred Superwoman. I'd agree on the first issue, but I feel like this is going to be more for me as the series as a whole. But this issue in particular was just let's get everything yeah. set up. No, I, I might agree as well. Like, I, I might prefer this series as a whole once it gets going as well. But honestly, they both seem to be in really good places. And I think mm-hmm. it's nice that they're distinct. It's nice that they're both servicing two different characters who have been kind of, if not mistreated, just kind of ignored for a while. Yep. Yeah. So, it's good Especially Kara, given that she was getting a show and had no comic. Yeah, that was really stupid. <laughs> that was well, really that's again, that's... The new fifty two, just not knowing what's going on, like oh, it's very frustrating. Yeah, but Kryptonian werewolves, people, and uh, Supergirl's back in three weeks. Um, do you know? I would really like it, right? If they kept this three, like, see for the the ones that aren't monthly, right? Oh, not, not sorry, not twice a month. They're just one month, once per month. I would love. <laughs> I know I said that in a really weird way, but you know the ones that, the ones that aren't double shipping, the ones that are monthly. It'd be really cool if they kept this idea up of them being every three weeks, so that every like see four months they would have two in one month because they'd be the start and the end of the month. Like they have. Yeah, a but I feel trailer. like people would complain if they solicited two. Fatigue. Yeah. <sighs> but it feels so far away, doesn't it? When I'm just saying, you've three, got everything else. Yeah, three weeks is better than four weeks. Is all I'm saying. Like I would just. It'd be I'm. With the amount of comics I'm reading right now, I'm fine with monthly books. Uh, I don't know. It depends which ones. This is one I'd have preferred twice. I yeah. just the two read stack because I read DC first is is getting unmanageable. So I am very very uh, okay with monthly. F- first world problems over here. The violin's playing for you, Matt. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, uh, that's Supergirl Rebirth issue one. Uh, we're all quite happy with it. That'll take us on to Batman issue five. Tom King, David Finch, who have been the creative team in the whole arc. Uh, David Finch is finally getting a break for a few, yeah. few issues. Uh, shout out to David Finch for going the entire arc without a break. Like, yeah. not not many have done that. I feel like they planned this really well because they knew it was five issues. They knew they knew the next issue was like an epilogue, and then we're going to have like a crossover. So I feel like they planned this very well, where he made a point of getting his five issues for the whole arc done, so that um, yeah. the next guy could have his. Because because uh, who, who's doing the who's the other main artist on this book again? Yeah. Yeah. When he comes back, like he he's got not only this whole five issue arc to get his issues for the next arc ready, he's also got the crossover. Yep. Plus the epilogue. Plus the epilogue issue. So he he's had, you know, like, what's that, five, six, seven, eight issues. By the, t- by the time he his arc starts, there'll have been eight issues of him with all that time to have his five or six issue arc done. So, you know, th- they've planned this out fairly well, I think. Um, yeah, they have. The so, um, but this is quite notable because this, along with possibly Green Arrow this week, which we'll talk to when we, we get to it, um, is the first arc that's finished in Rebirth out of these these ongoing books so mm-hmm. uh, Batman issue 5 is the end of I Am Gotham uh, and they finally had Batman say it but it didn't make me cringe it was actually a really cool moment so you know what mm. props to you Mr. King props to you mm. uh, before we get to all the main stuff let's just talk about how funny the opening few pages were with Alfred so good yeah the the accelerating miles per hour as yeah. he's going through and getting closer to Gotham uh, it's one of those things where you say, oh, Alfred puts on the Batsuit and, and charges the Batmobile at Gotham. It sounds stupid and ridiculous. 
but it works. Honestly, while well, I was on the Batmobile, I was still thinking it was going to be stupid. But then he stepped out of the Batmobile, put his hands in his hips and went, Relax, Gotham, the Dark Knight has returned. I'm like, okay, right, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yep. Why do you have a mustache? <laughs> that was a great... Oh god, no! It's really funny. And then the, obviously the moment where he's like, where Bruce over the mic's like, "All right, I'm I'm here, Alfred. It's fine." He's like, "Oh, thank God!" And he just runs away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, great. But no. Uh, so they have a bit of a fight. Batman uh, after Alfred already threw the car out, and Batman flies the plane into him. Realizes that this ain't working out too well, and he admits that he needs help, and he gets Alfred to call in the Justice League, which I'm sure Matt appreciated. Yes. Yeah. You realise, you know, I can't deal with this problem. This is... Well, that's kind of the yeah. idea behind this whole arc, isn't it? That yeah. That's why he let Gotham and Gotham Girl in in the first place, because yeah. he's like, there are problems I can't deal with. Yeah. Right. And a superhuman that's been afflicted with rage by Psycho Pirate, which I'm just going to give credit to, to King for coming up with such a comic book idea. When we've had Snyder, who's you know, done more crime-driven stuff mm. with Batman. This felt more like a superhero. Yeah, it definitely. Type deal. Does. And and I like that because I mean, Psycho Pirate is such an odd character. It plays with emotions and whatnot. Like, but he's so dangerous Pirate. because of that. Like, yeah, exactly. He's so inherently goofy at the same time. Mm. Yep. And so I just like that little bridge that they they put in there, and then the Justice League showing up, and it's. It added that sake of con- or a sense of continuity because it's the Justice League from the main comic. Yeah, see, exactly. Where you have the two Green Lanterns and all of them. So, uh, But no, yeah, I just my main problem with this one was towards the end where I have no idea what's going on. And I read the end section two or three times. See, this is the end bit is where I got excited about the book going forward. Okay. So... When you guys want to set me straight? Well, let's, let's talk about what it actually is. Um, so, the, the way the, the issue ends, it's worth mentioning as well that uh, Gotham Girl's in the Batcave with uh, Duke uh, throughout the issue, and yeah. we get some of the backstory. So before we even talk about the ending, I do want to talk about where they got their powers. Uh, yeah. Because they yeah. bought them from someone. We don't know who, so that mystery's yeah. still there going forward. We might find out next week, given that we're getting like a, a Gotham Girl-focused issue. But... Yeah. Uh, I say next week. You know what I mean? Next issue. Um, that as well be next week. Uh, two weeks. <laughs> Actually, it's three weeks because the stupid fifth. Oh fuck. Wednesday. I know. I know. Fucking eight five Wednesdays. I know. It's upsetting. Um, <laughs> we need those annuals. Quick DC. Come on, get them going. Um, but every time they use their powers, they lose like years off their life. So. The, the way she describes it is we can be normal for decades and then be like a superman for a couple of days or maybe months um, but we could be gods for a couple of hours and then just die <laughs> if we wanted to use that much power um, mm-hmm. so that's very interesting and I'm really curious because obviously the mystery of who sold them the powers I'm sure is something that will come back up uh, but yeah. to uh, go to the ending because this is where things cause so Gotham Girl gets convinced by Duke to be brave and she goes out and like stops Gotham mm-hmm. and Gotham dies in her arms yep. hereby ending the arc but as the as the final page like hits we get some narration from Gotham Girl seemingly mm-hmm. from the future where she says that her and Duke got married and 
that on this day when her brother died, it was the start of a chain of events that led to her killing Batman. And she specifically and, and says, and she specifically says Bruce as well. She doesn't say because my first thought as Matt's dog comes traipsing into the uh, the podcast. <sighs> uh, Lay down. <laughs> So I'm my half death lab. My first thought is the as after I read it was uh maybe it's the idea of the Batman that dies, but then I, when I read it again, oh no, she specifically says Bruce. Like she's well, no, says, no, no, no. She says Bruce before where yeah. um, but then the final panel is the death of Batman. Yeah, but yeah. What does she say when she says Bruce? Oh, she specifically says Bruce. She says Bruce before. Um, let me find it. It's on the same page. On the same page. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, "Oh, you're right." He, sa- he says, uh, "After Bruce did what he did, after he died, how he died." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. So, um, intriguing. It's intriguing that they're setting up that her and Ju- I mean, even though I could tell earlier on this year they had chemistry, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, in the cave, they were they were good together. Yeah. So that, 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 I'm I'm fine with that side. My only issue with this is that I feel that like we've had too many Batman possibly dying arcs in the last, like, you know, five, six years. Yep. I get that, but the fact that it's saying it up front like this makes me think it's just a swerve. Yeah, but this is... Oh, that's my whole thing. Is is it a swerve or is it... Because she could just be crazy, too. She could be, because Psycho Pirate's still affecting like, her. Right, and that's my whole thing. Is we're, What confused me is, were we supposed to read it as this is a fact... Or is this just her narrating? Like her narrating it, yeah. Yeah, but is it like, is she telling it? Because this is the first time we've had her narration, right? I think so. Yeah. I think it's yeah. what she believes. Whether it's right. true or not is something else that we'll yeah, find right. out. I think her still. So af- I think her still been affected by psycho is a big possibility. But as far as like saying up front like that, didn't Batman R.I.P. have something similar where it teased it right at the start? I don't remember because that started with that started with Batman and Son, and then did the whole Black Glove thing. Yeah, but I'm so sure I have to go back and read it. I am positive. I don't know if it was right at the start of Batman and Son. I don't think it was, but I'm I'm sure at some point, either early in Batman R.I.P. or on the lead up to it, there was a like, there's going to be a death of Batman kind of thing going on soon. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe I, I can read it. Maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah. I don't know, but um, that that is my only issue. With the issue, um, not to use the word issue too many times, but um, I did like the issue overall. Though I actually really, I, th- I thought the action was fun. I thought Batman Colin Justice League was cool. Gotham Girl, um, like you know, gaining the courage to go out and fight him and making the right choice. I, I liked all of that stuff. My-, my my only complaint would be eh, another Batman possibly dying thing. I hope it's a swerve. I hope she's actually still crazy or affected by Psycho Pirate. Uh, and... I won't mind. Depends how it goes. I did like uh, her holding Gotham like Lois and Clark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that was, yeah. It was, yeah it, was, it was nice, that touch. Yeah, it was very very similar. So No, I, I, I like the, the book. I, I thought it was a great end to the first arc. I really enjoyed the first arc of Batman. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just... I like that he flew a plane into Gotham and not the city. The <laughs> person. Uh, it's usually the cats interrupting the show, so we have we have yeah. some yeah. dog dog activity going on. Some canine. Because he can't he can't do anything quiet. Cause he's hundred pounds and eleven years old. So 
Oh, good. He's down. He's down. He's down. Go, go, go. He's down. Uh, and for the audio listeners, he's not dead. When I say down, I mean he's lying down. No. He's fine. Um, before you start crying and sending hate mail that we're. I'm know. just going to put a rug down. That's it. I'm going to rug the. the that would literally here. solve that entire problem. I, I know. So. Well, there you go. All right. So that's Batman. Uh, really good end to the first arc and uh, curious as to what's coming next. So we've got a. A epilogue issue with Gotham Girl, and then we're on to Monster Men for a couple issues. So fun stuff. Um, that'll take us on to Superman issue five. Peter J. Tomasi, Patrick Leeson, and art by Doug Mankey. Um, <laughs> do I relate about Superman and Batman this week? And just in terms of having them side by side, I like that Batman. To use a wrestling term. Batman put over mm-hmm. Superman by saying he needed him to deal with an issue, and then Superman right. put over Batman because there's a fucking bat cave on the moon, <laughs> which I instinctually want to hate, but you, you can't because it's amazing. I can't because it's so again it's so comic book like New Fifty Two. I felt went out of its way to be like, look how much like us they are, and I was like, well, that's not why I read comics. Yeah, you know, like, I read comics for the fun. Yeah, like, like. Oh, I don't know. It's so brutal though, as well. Yeah. But yeah, but how the hell does he get into the moon? Oh, well, look at the watchtower. He, he takes a little shuttle down from the watchtower. I mean, don't get me wrong. Where where the fucker finds the time to do this kind of stuff? Because he's so bit. He's, he's you know he's in Batman. He's in Detective. Yeah. He's in All Star Batman. He's got all these things going on. And well, as I thought, think actually, yeah. something we never t- talked about in Supergirl. Actually, it was a tidbit they dropped in there. The Supergirl only landed on Earth a few months ago, meaning that the New Fifty Two, as an entirety, only lasted over a few months. Well, a few months plus the five years. Yeah. Well, yeah, but a few months since the start of the New Fifty Two. Yeah. You know, so from we, you know, forgetting Justice League because that was set five years in the past. New Fifty Two yeah. from all the other arcs started. It's only been a few months. This is my brain hurt. This is why I get people that like no continuity. Just because, uh, oh man, it's yeah, fine. I know, I know can... they, uh, Orlando said he, when he says a few months, he just means less than a year. So it could be like ten, eleven months rather than three or four. Uh, but still, the point I was making, the reason why I brought that up, is just you know, Batman, you know, all the stuff that happened in New Fifty Two, all of that's only a few months, and all the stuff that's going on now, and he has the time <laughs> to take. To be a fair, shot to the this moon. could have been done before the New Fifty Two stuff. It that could have been true. True. Or, or what he does is he he subcontracts it out and gets other people to build it for him. <laughs> Who's he sending? And then he gets the Amanda, and then he gets Amanda Waller to shoot those people, so nobody knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> he makes Flash do it because he's like, yeah. yeah, you can do it quicker. Yeah, uh, you can. You, you know, but no, go up there. And, yeah, uh, but, but yeah. I like what Superman says. He knows it's there because he took a page out of Batman's book and has been shadowing Batman. So they're they're cementing the mistrust, but it's more like. Friendly mistrust it, yeah, between the it, two. It, it's more. It's not so much that he doesn't trust Batman in general. It's that to mm-hmm. him, this is a new Batman. This is a different Batman. So he's just right. like he's like you know he's he's checking him out, making sure he's 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 like his Bruce and whatever, and uh, building that trust up again. Also, now, robot bats in the bat cave. Ro- robot bats. Uh, some sort of defense system. Uh, from the, yep. it seems a bit, and we also have the Hellbat mech suit, which. Lois goes into Iron Man style to uh, beat up Eradicator, which by the like, well, that was just a badass moment. Like, I know it was it's so cool. 
it is one of those goofy comic things, but her and John like taking them on and like a, a fight yep. was just kind of really badass. Well, Superman was inside Eradicator, sweet talking the uh, Kryptonian souls to help him in the fight. How creepy was that? The, the art for those things, though. Oh, they did a good oh, job. That, so good. That different, like the coloring, like going all blue and stuff for that. Yeah. Those panels was really, really nice touch. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, and also the whole um, taking taking people away from Metropolis. So Metropolis. Yeah. Get <laughs> I noticed out. that. I noticed yeah. that. I'm I'm starting to think like who's ever in charge at DC is like going, all right, that's the Zack Snyder does in the movies, but we here in the comics, our heroes still act like heroes. Not not even the comics, even the Supergirl TV show, there was was an episode... Yeah, that one too. ...halfway through the season that directly showed a very similar scene to the end of Man of Steel, but made a point of saying, oh, but no, 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 she'll stop and try to save people from the the debris and stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But it just shows that this Superman is the real Superman for all yeah. lack of a better term. So I, I, like, I appreciated that. Do you know what I like about the dynamics in this book, right? And something they've been developing over this arc is that Superman, surprisingly, is the protective one, and Lois is the one that's like, no, let John throw a punch. Let him get into the fight. Like, yeah. I like that because mm. it, it plays to Lois's character as well because she's like, you know, the yeah. face of the reporter who will get into danger because yep. she wants the story. She's scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I like that. that well, it makes out. sense because because Clark's lived his entire life knowing that if I punch somebody too hard, it's gonna vaporize him. Yeah, you know. So let's try to keep the boy in check. So, but then Lois is like, no, let him be a little boy, let him fall off and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's it's good. It's uh, it, it's playing both of them to who their characters are, and yeah. you know, it's it's tying into just how they will be parents, and it's really fun to watch or watch read. Um, but when you're reading a good comic book, it should feel like you're watching something, because you're yeah. that into it. Yeah, that's and true. That's the it's the best uh, compliment I can give to a, a creative team in a comic book. Um, but no, I assume Connor uh, geeked out at the Obi Wan reference as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not like it was the only Star Wars reference this week. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was another one. There was also a Pokemon reference in a book, which I'm going to, I am going to. Yeah. <laughs> Shake my finger at very, very harshly when we get to it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, but uh, I really like Superman. This I, I thought this was the best issue since the first one, or maybe the first two. But no, I thought it was. Yeah. You know, I loved the bit you know where John uh, Heat Vision blasts Eradicator in the mm. face, and he's just on yep. fire. And he just goes persistent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also like he was. Who is this Obi Wan? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it feels like he's a real person. Yeah, that was that was good oh. fun. Um, I, yeah, all the eradicator stuff's good, and he's he's reminding me more of the Borg the more I hear him speak. Like, yep. I kept I kept expecting him to just drop the line "resistance is futile." Yeah, hmm. or something like that. Well, we know that Tomasi likes making Star Trek references, so it wouldn't surprise me hmm. if it happens because they had that hole in, in Green Lantern core. Where they made the net and Garden was like, I saw this in an episode of Star Trek once. So yeah, so the issue ends. Superman's got all the souls of Krypton uh, in him to help him fight, and that's a cliffhanger for the presumably last issue of the uh, the arc uh, next yeah. time. It feels so, like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like it's going out of the last issue now. Yeah. Uh, and I know that from Amazon, the first trade six issues. Same with Batman, but mm-hmm. Batman's got like a one sort of epilogue thing, so that at least makes sense. Uh, only. 
six, not seven, just not having the rebirth. Uh, that's been really inconsistent. See, if you look at the solicits, or not solicits, but the just the the Amazon listings that always go up early, um, some of them say they have the rebirth and some of them don't. It is worth noting those Amazon listings are not always accurate. They're not always, but often they are as well, so it's always something, it's worth paying attention to them, but it's always worth remembering mm. they, may, they may alter a little bit. Um, but it is also worth mentioning that most of the rebirth issues are actually in the final New 52 trades. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so take take that because there's, there's a really weird Batman trade that's like it's like issue 52 that Snyder didn't write like an annual and the rebirth it's like a really weird book that it's just it just feels like these collection of things that just get again fit. the last of the stuff yeah but yeah you can, uh, so you can look, look at all those Amazon listens there, there are some though like that one I can see the Batman rebirth going with that rather than the new stuff yeah, because it wasn't really tying into it. In the, yeah, much. right. But like Superman should be in this. You would think so. No, but I can see the Superman one being in action comics instead. Yeah, uh, that's true. It, it seems like it fits. So it's more like that. a character rebirth than a book rebirth. Yeah, yeah. Because it shared both, and I mean, did, didn't Detective have elements in Batman too, though, in the rebirth? Nah. Nah, not really. No. The Rebirth was just completely standard. It was the Calendar Man thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just like a one oh, shot. That's right. It just, I mean, it was fine. It was an alright issue, but it wasn't. wasn't connected know. to anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, Superman, believe it or not. Uh, we tangented away from it, but Superman issue 5 is really good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, next up, Justice League issue 3. Uh, Brian Hitch and Tony Daniel still uh, as the team. Um, that was fine. Like I like I thought this was probably the weakest of the, like I really enjoyed the last issue because I thought it set up a lot of cool stuff with Batman like we need him and you know this issue follows that through with Batman coming to the Kent farm although I have to say what 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 type of uh, weird alien creature was that on the page with Lois because it wasn't John Kent or John White it was some weird well, looking thing. Huge eyes, yeah, like Pinocchio boy, and yeah, he wrote him like he was like six as well. Like the way he spoke to Lois was like, "Mom, is that the Justice League?" Like it was just weird. Like it was, it, it felt yeah, completely I'm, different to every other version of him. Yeah, I'm borderline not caring at this point because it that feels like there's no stakes. Like I got much more excited when the Justice League showed up in Batman hmm. than anything that happened in this book, and they were there for like a page, and here they had the whole thing, and it's just. <laughs> People joining up and becoming these massive creatures to stop something for some reason. Yeah. It's Weirdly, so Weirdly, this was kind of my favorite issue of the series yet. Oh, oh here we go. That, no, that, that, that so off the wall There is no hope stuff. for you. I know. That, like you said, it is so off the wall and the big massive creatures all standing around talking. Like, I found that interesting. I'm not as uh, uncaring as Matt. I'm still enjoying it as a fun yeah. romp, but I do think this was probably the weakest issue of the main, of the main arc. It may be better than the Rebirth issue, but it's like it's like ugh, bootleg Morrison type of stuff. You know, like it's not quite Morrison, but it looks like Morrison. You know, like... yeah, but I, I I like the idea of these big giant being things all representing the different stuff. Oh, you know, when like the the, the Aquaman rises out of the sea and it just. And the lighthouse like crumbles behind it. I really like that. Yeah, oh, that was good. That, that was good throughout. Yeah, yeah it's fine. I just care like, more about the... the weird art than the actual story. Actually, like, uh, what... the art was fine throughout, with the exception of John. 
<laughs> I yeah. want to point that well, out. Well, and also, these, what I mean by the weird art is, like, we're getting these weird probe things that keep attacking that are, like, bugs, and then these gigantic people made out of more people. Like, it's just, it's so weird. Yeah, so, I have to admit, I have no idea what's going on. I don't think we're meant to yet. Obviously, they're going to reveal more of what these beings are, the kindred or whatever. Wonder Woman's inside one of them. She gets trapped in one of them at yeah. the start. Yeah, well, and I and I get that whatever put those seeds there, these guys are, are there to stop oh, that. Ultron, Matt. Ultron. Uh-oh. I caught it quick that time. It didn't get loud yet. Well done. But yeah, but whatever implanted those seeds that Superman is going to have to find a way to get out, that's what these giants are there to stop, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Celestials, yeah. almost. I, I, I think I just felt like there was le- less advanced in this issue compared to the last one, so I just didn't enjoy yeah. it as much. Um, yeah, I had fun with it. I, I, again, still liking Jessica and Flash. Yeah. Yeah, they're floating still good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked the, the, the two lanterns going off and doing their thing. Yeah, they, they go in off space. into space to try and find the source of the uh, the, the things. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're getting called, the things. Because let's be honest, they're probably never going to get brought up again after this arc's done. So the thing no, not, and that's fine. <laughs> no, no, like I say, it's, it's a romp, um, and the issues are varying. Um, I'd say uh, this is probably the weakest one, but that's just a sleep. Fair enough. Um, that'll take us on to Nightwing, issue three. Tim Seeley and Xavier Fernandez mm-hmm. on the art. Um, Nightwing's been great so far. Like, really, really good. Um, and I think this continued that. This was a fun issue where Batgirl shows up. Yep. More Babs, always good. Thumbs up from me. Uh, Babs shows up to find out why Nightwing flaked on our, on their date and is not too pleased about his uh, working with Raptor. But she joins up yep. to help. Uh, I like the reference to the, the, the whole date thing. You remember the first issue where, oh, this, this, is, this was a date. I thought it was superhero stuff. And then in this one she says... Um, well, if we can't be on a date, then we can do some superhero stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was a nice callback to that joke. Um, <laughs> but it's basically the three of them going through a house which is full of booby traps and puzzles yep. to get to this guy who built, who designed the maze that Batman got lost in under Gotham yeah. in the Court of yep. Oz, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So I had a lot of fun with this one. That's not a good issue. And it, it does the whole yeah. thing where the issue starts uh, like further ahead. Where you think Raptor's killed this this guy? This, Raptor has the worst uh, reputation because every time he does something bad, and it, they explain it out later, I think, oh man, no, he he's done cross it this time. <laughs> so that, that's that's why this opening works because you think yeah. Raptor could have done it. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's the only reason it works. And every time I'm proven wrong, but I'm like, nah, man, he's he snapped. His name's Raptor. Like, <laughs> he's gutted he's, this dude. He's still a dick. But he's a yeah. fun dick. But that's what. So I brought it up in the in the group, and to borrow another wrestling term, because Pete brought it put over. But in wrestling, you have these show off heels that are bad guys to the point that hey, look at me, watch me do this. I'm so cool, no one else can. And that's what Raptor is. We're kind of like oh, I really don't like him, but that was really cool. Hmm. And they work out with that way uh, here. Uh, he's really growing on me though. Yeah, yeah. he is. He, he's growing on me, and I think. I'm not sure where they're going to have him end up, if he's going to be like a recurring character once the arc's done or whatever. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But I like what they're doing like with exploring Dick's character, because Babs is obviously really like, like against what he's doing right now. 
Like every, everything, like he's like stripping away everything and like that makes him Dick Grayson. And Raptor's arguing that no, this is who you really are. You've just been manipulated by Batman since early age and all that. But is it is he stripping away what makes him Dick Grayson? Like, because I feel there's a long game being played that well, he's that's, not well, that's really. Well, the argument, isn't it? This is the, the analysis yeah. of his character. Um, yeah. But like, what I think is going to ultimately happen here with Dick, though, is he's going to realize that a lot of what he thinks is just Batman teaching him is still him. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's why Batman brought it out. Yeah, that, that's what he's going to ultimately learn, and he's going to have trouble getting there, obviously. Um, but but now Bab's been upset. At him, really upset at me because well, I, yeah, it's like mom and dad fighting. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, like, uh, I really like the Robin Hood story. That mm. I, since he was a yeah. carnival kid, he traveled around. And all he had was this book about Robin Hood, and you know, and and he would bring it up to Babs. And I like how he says, you know, the daughter of the police commissioner is like, yeah, if you rob from the rich to give to the poor, you're still breaking the law. Mm. And, you know, so yeah. I love that. Bob has been like a natural Judge Dredd right there. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I am the law. Yeah. But it's, it's just the degrees of of what they're doing here. Is you have Babs on one side, and you have Raptor on the other, and then Dick's caught in the middle. It kind of reminds me a lot of what was being done in the Grayson run with Raptor mm-hmm. playing a similar role to Midnighter. Yeah, but on a different side of things, I think. Yeah, but like it's the same thing where they had this relationship where they kind of like tried, Midnight tries to push him in one direction mm-hmm. and see what he is, and Raptor's kind of doing the same thing but from a different angle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they go through this this mansion that's like amazing, full of traps. That was a that was a good fun. What well, was telling the Robin Hood in narration, you see yeah. like this just this double page spread of all these uh, different traps that they have to avoid, which is a lot of fun. As a, as a fan of things like the movie Cube, like I enjoy this House mm-hmm. of Booby Traps kind of uh, well, thing. And it tells a story at the same time, which was cool. Like it starts like the first traps a punji pit, based off of the mm-hmm. first hunters and gatherers and whatnot. And then as they keep going, they get more and more elaborate, which yeah. is cool. Uh, so, the whole killing of this guy who made the, the blueprints, the architect of the maze, uh, mm. turns out to be a ruse. Um, Raptor just did that, made him play dead. He's not actually mm. dead, he's playing dead. So the, the Parliament of Owls thinks he's killed him. And the Parliament of Owls thinks, oh, look, uh, Nightwing's fallen in front of uh, Batgirl. Uh, this is the start yeah. of like him unraveling and he's going to lose his family because they're all going to think he's going off the deep end. Um, but we see that in actual fact, uh, the guy's alive and this is all part of the plan. Although Babs is still pissed because she still thinks Dick's sacrificing uh, himself, himself yeah. to achieve this uh, goal. Yep. So uh, that's that was the the gist of the book, and uh, no, it was really good, really good art again. Uh, yeah. I, I have basically no complaint, other than Bab's been upset, upsets me, but that's just. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Did did anyone else's heart break a little bit on? I think it was the, the very last panel, or no, second to last page, where it's the you know the the Russian doll. Yeah, he's cracked. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's yeah. he's glued it together to give it to her, but he's not obviously not done it yet. Yeah. Oh dear, dear. Um, so that's Nightwing issue three. That's that's being really, really good. So um, that'll take us on. Speaking of Babs, to Batgirl and the Birds of Prey issue one. Julian, Shauna Benson writing and Claire Rowe on the art. Um, now I liked issue one. Had some really weird art issues that I uh, mm-hmm. I uh, brought up at the time with the mouths. 
I do think the art is a bit of an improvement here. However, there is still some oddities. Uh, there's a couple. There's a page, the the the, the big one page spread of uh, Barbara and Huntress like facing each other. Right at the end. Near the end. Oh, Barbara's oh. Bar Barbara's face in that page. I have no idea what's going on there. There's there's but, another one yeah. earlier on. It's a panel where uh, Babs is shocked by something. Mm. Mm -hmm. And like uh, Black Canary's holding her back, and her face. I just I don't get it. Yeah, the, like there's some weird things going on with the faces occasionally. But the fact is, it's not even all the time. Like some of the action, like I think the action's done very well. See, like Huntress on the motorbike at the start, I think. Yeah, I like there's, there's yeah. he's great, or the he Claire Rowe's great at um, at breakdowns, but the details of the art, like Pete's lips issues last time, hmm. and then here some of the more finer details on the face, it can be kind of distracting. I think that she has a really good sense of motion. Yeah. And and the movement always feels great. But any time, like I say, it's, it's faces, detailed points of impact just look wrong. Yeah. That said, though, it is still an improvement over the last issue. Because yeah. in the last issue, it, almost every single like, panel with a face in it, I was like, oh, those lips look weird. Whereas this issue, it was like, you know, once every second page, I was not... Well, sure, something. but there are some points where they avoided it by just not having any lips. Yeah, at yeah. least twice where, where Babs just has no lips. Yeah. Which honestly, yeah, go with that. <laughs> it works. Well, the whole thing. If yeah. do a minimal style, then if that's yeah. what you're gonna do. If if that's but, your problem, work on it by that. That's fine. Yeah. But the mix and match is weird. Exactly. Yeah. So the plot of this issue, uh, of course, is that the guy they were chasing in the rebirth issue. Which, by the way, the rebirth issue is basically issue one, and this is basically yeah. issue two. Uh, so if you didn't read the Rebirth issue, you should, because it was the first part of the story. But uh, So the guy they were chasing after uh, dies uh, from lots of bites, and we see later on what those bites would have been. Um, and so Batgirl's bought the clock tower, you know, the, the, the lair of the birds of prey, which is cool, nice touch. And they basically say, they go after this guy, this crime boss named Santo, I believe his name was, and mm -hmm. they go to his mansion... And he's like this exotic guy who has like lions and tigers and all types of animals that you shouldn't have in your house because you're probably going to get killed. And, There's a few zebras in there. Yeah. yeah. And so Canary and Batgirl go to question him and Huntress, of course, has already beat them there. And she's trying to like, she, she's like waterboarding the guy in the, in the <laughs> <Yeah>. fountain. <laughs> God, she's, it's such a difference in character from what we were reading in Grayson mm. with her. And that's fine, but just I'm still used to her being that version as matron. Yeah. And, like, measured and careful. And here she's just waterboarding dudes in the fountain in his backyard. I think it's, like, the fact that she has a mask, so she feels like she's got the freedom. Sure. Maybe. It's, she's just kind of yeah. letting loose a bit because she's, like, not too concerned. Yeah. I'm just taking it, it she's angry, therefore is a bit more reckless. Yeah. So. But, no, nah, uh, so there's a great... Debate stuff going on here. Everything with Babs and Huntress like, arguing about what to do. Uh, I laughed out loud. Once they kind of agreed to work together, and they had to like establish how they're going to get information from Santo, and Huntress is like wanting to like torture him, <laughs> and Batgirl's like, no, no, we interrogate him, and Black Canary says let's put it to a vote, and then it, you t you turn the page. It's the next page, and like. Both Batgirl and Canary have got the hand up to say don't torture him, but so is Santa. <laughs> Santa's yeah. like in on the vote. <laughs> that really cracked me up. That was a good joke. Yeah, it's stuff like that, the, the lighter aspects. 
too, that, that are nice sprinkled in. Yeah. He doesn't have to be all the way through, but, you know, he's got, like, him raising his hand because he doesn't want to be tortured. That was a great... Yeah, that, that, I, I think I think this book's a lot of fun. I, I think they're getting the character yeah. relationships down, which I think is what yeah. it needs. This is, this is weirdly one of my least favourite books at the minute. The art really... It really puts me off. Like Says I find the myself man that's still reading Redhead and the Outlaws and Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, you read Suicide Squad. Yeah, but not after this. That's a spoiler. <laughs> well, we'll get there. How do you know I'm going to carry on reading it? Yeah, no because spoilers. you're Connor. You're going to. I know you. <laughs> Harley Quinn's in it, so of course he's going to keep reading yeah, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Well, I mean. But no, yeah, like I don't know. I wouldn't put it in my my in my least favorite. I did like it a lot. But... I liked it a lot. I mean, I liked this more than Justice League. This, like, this yeah, week, quite easily. So. I don't know. See, I like parts of it. Like you said, like the, the jokes. I like the relationships. I like that she phones Gordon at the end. I like, yeah, I like that too. But then it feels like every other page I'm, I'm getting completely pulled out of it by the art and it's just killing the story for me because I'm constantly losing focus uh, off see, it. See, if, if the story is good enough, I can excuse the art yeah. long enough. And also, you know, I, I do like... But if they're both not working, that's... Yeah. Well, no, I, I get that, but the story isn't quite compelling enough for me to ignore it entirely. It's to the point where the art is making me pause and taking me out of the flow of the story, and it's hampering it, so... Fair enough, uh, but I, I don't feel that way, and I think because there is still stuff in the art I like. I think I think the colours are good. Like I think, I think the colours all pop really nicely. They've got, obviously, a lot of purples and stuff, because both Batgirl and Huntress are in the purples. And, right. Um... I like that. I like the motion. I think weirdly, Jim's face at the end is completely fine. Maybe, maybe Claire like, just can't draw ones. women. Maybe, yeah. maybe in, in a weird sense of irony, the female artist can't draw females but can draw men perfectly fine. And how how awful would that be for this this book that is led by a trio of women? <laughs> I well, think I just think it's getting used to drawing these characters, and once maybe. once she has enough issues under her belt. Then... After all, we did say this was an improvement in the art over the first issue, so maybe again yep. we'll keep. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay with that obviously because I want to see if it does. Oh, pardon me. Improve enough that I like it, but at the minute it is really hampering the enjoyment of the book for me. Okay, uh, but no, that's just an example of uh, Connor being uh, wrong, uh, which we'll get to later in Connor's corner, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, back on the budget. Actually, before we wrap that up, we should just mention the the villain plot. The Asp shows up with his army of snakes, and they fend him off. Yeah. He, he goes to his like boss or the person who's paying him, yep. uh, who's not the fake Oracle. Oracle's feeding this this boss information, but it's a female villain who basically says, "Right, let's get a team together and kill the birds of prey," which I presume will be the the plot of the next issue. But no, yep. uh, really, really fun stuff. So uh, that's Batgirl and the birds of prey. Um, next up, let's go to let's go to the green section of the uh, the week. So, Green Arrow issue five, Benjamin Percy and Jean E. Ferraia on the art, and this I think is the end of this art too. We're I think we're bleeding into a new arc for the next issue. So, um, we're on the Inferno. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Big giant boat. Yeah. A boat. It's more like it's, it's more like, like a, a city. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you call a... We don't really have them in existence, but it's like a space station, but on sea. It's like a, a city station. Yeah, sea station. Yeah, I guess that's what you'd call it. Well, I just... But they keep saying, like, it sails around, and, like... I still think it goes underwater. I don't. That is not aqua dynamic. Have you ever seen a fish that looks like that, Connor? No, 
But I still think okay. it sinks under. There you go. It, it, it has to. How how the hell are they hiding this thing hey, if it doesn't be, go underwater? To be fair, man. I don't... To be What's fair, that? I've never seen a building in that shape either. I've never seen anything in existence of the world saying, that like, shape. To be fair, I'm not sure how that thing floats. Yeah, that's... But I'm just saying, for maybe, maybe it builds all the way to the bottom of the sea, and it has retractable stilts that takes it down and up. Maybe, maybe it's a platform, but the way that Dante was talking about it, it operates in international waters, which tells me it moves around a lot. Yeah. Hmm, so, I don't know... I don't need to know. Well, that, that said, Matt, you could just... ongoing... But, Matt, you, you, know could, what you, mean? you could just be in international waters and be in that one international place and stay there. Yes. Like, once you go far out enough, you're in international waters, you can just stay there. All I know is that I care way more what's going on here than the physics of the Inferno, right? On the upside, that, though. On the upside, though, Matt. What's up? Surely they're saving on taxis by being out in the international wars. Well, they're an evil bank. Of course they are. Even if they yeah, weren't an evil I'm bank. Just, that's I'm just saying. Like, that's you know. something a regular bank what, what, would do. Why is that, that's, that's a bonus for them, not a bonus for anyone else. Yeah. You said well, that's a good obviously. thing. They're cheating the system. They're being even more villainous. <laughs> I don't have my money in the burning bank. All right? so, my God. Like, there's, there's, the city bank kind of is the burning bank. They're kidnapping homeless people. They're killing people. They're doing all sorts of evil, like scheming shit where they're setting up the domination of the planet, but they're cheating on taxis and that. We just can't allow that to happen. I just assume they're doing that anyways, like most. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the line that we're not going to let them cross. We're not. We're not happy about that. My God, Oliver Queen as a tax accountant. (laughs) Do Do you reckon Queen Industries is paying all their taxes properly? No. Well, well, to be fair, the CEO guy is like one of the CFO. Yeah. They exactly. definitely do not. Yeah, yeah exactly. So there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, this is Green Arrow uh, gets to the Inferno. Uh, him and Diggle, like you know, fight through. There's some, there's like, some great double page spreads like them just like fighting through various guys and sneaking in and all that stuff. One of my favorite uh, panels in this issue actually is when he hears Black Canary user cry. Yeah. And just the smell on his face. Like I thought it was a really nice uh, He nice smiles moment. so much in this issue. It does. It's, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. It's like, even even though he's gone through shit and hell to get to this, like, almost literally for this, but yeah. he, he can't help but have fun at it all. Yeah, so, you know, uh, uh, Emmy reveals that she actually is not evil, as uh, we suspected. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's that's good fun, and she fills us all in, and Canary breaks out as a cry. Nice big moment, nice big uh, panel on that page of her using a cry. So, so it's all, it's one of those things where like the superheroes all have their one, like Superman always has the shirt opening thing, and it, whenever right. it happens, it's always like a fist pump moment. Canary has a cry, and you always see the rings, and you know, good. You know, lanterns always have their charging, yep. you know, moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, nah, I, I thought this was a. In a weird way, it, I mean, it was eventful and a lot of stuff happened, but it wasn't like a lot of plot. It was like just lots of action and like dealing with the the end of this plot and setting up the the tail end that teased the next thing. Yeah, um, I mean, it was fun. Like I thought it was good. I thought art was nice again from uh, for uh, if you've been enjoying his stuff, you'll enjoy this oh, issue yeah. too. Yeah, tell me the art. That the very first panel, the the melted face. Oh mm. my god, looks phenomenal. Actually, do, do you yep. know what panels I like? See the page where Green Arrow finally reunites with Black Canary. And there's that close up where he smells at her, and then it's like, and then she slaps him. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I loved all that page. That page was just start start that's start a to finish. Classic. Yeah, that's a classic Arrow Canary moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's my only problem here is if this is the first time I'm reading these characters, I and just through this book, their relationships very very rushed. You know where they're you know he's he's smiling because he knows the cry. It they really weren't hanging out. That, much that, that is true because in the rebirth you know, they were like introducing to each other, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. So, but that said, it's written well enough that unless you're looking for that, it doesn't really I think, matter. I, I think it's written well enough, but it's also a case of even if you're new to comics, you're coming into rebirth knowing that there's all this comic history, so you can. I think you would just kind of accept it almost. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. You can just you just assume oh they they've had something. You know they they yeah. met before obviously. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I just would have fixed it by making them old flames from b- back when they were younger, mm. you know, mm. and and then they're reconnecting now that they're all superheroes, you know. So Oliver but, makes the choice to bomb the place that has all of the his money in it. So he, he yeah. makes that choice. He makes that conscious choice, and he's like, "No, you know what? I'm just going to be the Green Arrow now and be poor. Yep. And that's fine." It T- takes him a while though. He really doesn't want to do it. No, yeah, it, it, it takes. Him and some I time, love yeah. that. And he's like, "Well, no, this is my salvation." All right, well, boom. <laughs> you can't let these guys win. It really ties back to maybe the first, second issue where Dino was telling him, like, where he was, you know, showing all the stuff he does with mm. the money. And yeah. in this, he he was like trying to, still trying to justify it to himself, like, look at all the stuff I could do. And it's like, well, oh well. Yeah. Let's start again. And also, that ship had priceless works of art yeah. and whatnot in it, too. You know, so that also added to the also- decision. He has the perfect, like, anytime she's mad at him, look, I did technically make the choice to bomb billions of dollars <laughs> to make you happy. So, you know what? <laughs> well, and this also, we talked about the problem of him losing all his money and how many times this is going to happen. And this adds a finality to it. Hmm. And it also is going to make him more distinct from Bruce Wayne. And that, you know, now he's just full-time Green Arrow. Which is good. He's a Robin Hood. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's uh, always yeah. good. I think so. making that difference from Batman is actually quite a good idea. So, yeah, hopefully it sticks and hopefully this is a thing going forward. As long as it doesn't impact on his ability to come up with new trick arrows, I'm down. Ah, they're not that expensive. <laughs> That's fine. No, man, he's... I don't know. R&D is pretty expensive. Yeah, but this is less R&D and more him in a, in a garage just, like, tinkering. Well, it kind of all doesn't matter because at the end he washes up on an island and goes, oh, no, not again. Which I loved. Oh, yeah. That, that amused me. Yeah. It's one of those things where when we heard he was going back to the island, you kind of groaned a little bit. But the way they play it, as he does the same thing as us, yep. where it kind of makes it okay again. Um, yeah, so we should mention that whilst the whole thing's blowing up, it also blows up like the ships and stuff that are connected to it, or they like break away yep. and he falls in the water and he washes up on an island. Also worth mentioning that Shadow grabs Emmy in the, yeah. in the kerfuffle. Takes so. off. In yeah. a so, helicopter. So Emmy's still with her mother, and this time, no Shadow knows she's been uh, non-evil, therefore in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> um, you, it's like, is it a double cross or is it a triple cross? Yeah. You thought it's, that I thought that I thought that yeah, you knew. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So that that's where we are with Green Arrow. I, I, good first arc. Uh, I love action. how she talks down to to Ollie. It's like I didn't even hit you with a broadhead arrow. I hit you with the trank. <laughs> and I added the, I added the tracer. You were fine the entire time. You just didn't know it. Like this is coming from like a fourteen-year-old girl, and I just love that. And if they had made the decision with Emmy, 
to make her a legacy character and have her become Green Arrow, I'd be totally okay with that. Well, here's something I think they should do. I think Emmy should join the Teen Titans. Yeah? I can see it happening in a year or so. And I also yeah. think that her and Damien should love interests. <laughs> I think they're made for each other. I, yeah, I can see it. They yeah. are. They're both basically raised the same way. I yeah. think as far as... Um, weapons cult. Yeah, I, I can see her joining Teen Titans in a couple of arcs time. Like, once once it's kind of cleared up a little bit in this run. Yeah. And she's got a bit more stability. I can yeah. see that happening. And I... And I, as much as I miss Connor Hawk, that was such a weird character to be a legacy. Yeah. You know? And here, I, you know, she's still a queen, but she's also been adopted, you know? So there's there's stuff there. And she's so different than, than Ollie that, you know, in a few years' time, if they ever wanted to do that and replace him, then as a, as a Green Arrow fan, it'd be more than okay. So. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that's Green Arrow issue five. That'll take us on to Green Lantern's issue five, Sam Humphreys and Robson Rocket on the art. Um, hey, guys, did you know that Simon Baz was in a car accident and that Jessica Cruz never left her house until she got the ring? Did you guys know that? No. Are you sure? No, yeah, Matt. because for six <laughs> goddamn issues, Sam Humphreys has decided to let us know, which I was cool after four. Right, <laughs> but now it's beating a dead horse, and it's making me not want to read the comic. See, and I really like this stuff. But the funny thing is, Matt, in a weird way, I'm this this series has grown on me more as it's went on. I was gonna say this might be my favorite issue of this so far. I like what's going on. I'm just we're wasting valuable page space reiterating. Yeah, but well, what else are they gonna spend it on? If they don't spend it on that, it's just gonna be more Red Lanterns nonsense. Oh, you don't need Redland. You could develop them in other ways than just constantly reminding us he was like, a I, car accident. I enjoyed the interplay, but like, there was a really good moment in the because the, the first page has got Julian narration where it's like swapping between them. Yeah. And there's a really cool moment where Jessica says that uh, Simon's, what's the word she uses? It's, she says he's uh, prejudiced. And then it goes to Simon's pan, uh, like box mm-hmm. and he says, I'm not prejudiced. The rest of the world is. Yeah, uh, it was just a really nice bit of. Uh... Well, and stuff like that's great, and even this this hell seed thing is fine. Dexter, I, I mean more Dexter is always Dexter good. because Blaze failed, and he. I love that Dexter wears the ring on his tail because why not? <laughs> but yeah, I just if there's so much better ways to do the reiteration of their issues, like you could have had Jessica's sister while she's trapped in this rage state. Be saying about how her sisters, you know, she locked herself up because of issues with willpower, or or done the point of view of his of Nazir, his brother-in-law in the accident, instead of them just retelling us it again. And it's just very frustrating as a reader, at least this reader. I I get what you're saying, and they have reiterated this stuff a lot. Um... At the same time, for whatever weird reason, like Simon and Jess, like they're really grown on me, and I, I mean, I really liked them anyway. But oh yeah, <clears throat> they they like because it was less about the punching the Red Lanterns and more about mm-hmm. them fighting their inner struggles and whatever. I will I will say it kind of ends abruptly, like the the way yeah. like Simon's in trouble and Jess is like covering and saying she can't do it. You know, it's proper I, cliffhanger, isn't it? It's a proper yeah, cliffhanger. And I have- yeah. No doubt that it's just the Emerald site. There's no way the Red Lanterns win. 
Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure yeah, this is his. Yeah. This is his emerald site. He's gonna pop out of it and and shake Jess out of it, and then she's gonna make her first construct. Um, which I like that whole sequence. Her trying to make the yeah, construct and failing and almost getting it, and then that's what causes her her panic spiral to to further. Go, so. Like an old man mm-hmm. almost getting his first erection in years, but just not quite hitting it. <laughs> so are you saying she needs some sort of Green Lantern Viagra to, to kick, to like, like an adrenaline shot to kick, she, get no, her she going? Need, she needs some speed force from Barry. That's what she needs. Oh, oh no. That's, uh... <laughs> that's some willpower. Yeah, that's exactly what she needs. <laughs> um... I'm sorry for that metaphor, folks. I went off on a tangent. Um, big, big time. <clears throat> but no, uh, no I, I oddly enjoyed this maybe... Maybe not quite the most, but like I, I feel like the stuff that was annoying me about the book in the first few issues is annoying me less because I'm liking the characters more. Um, Same thing's going on for me. Don't get me wrong. It's still, like... You know, it's still further down in the list every week like, there's no this, this, is on my this top should five. be a book that i'm dropping but because i like the characters and there's that promise of the halloween issue yeah i was gonna say that, that. you're sticking around because you want yeah. to see that guardian dressed up as et yep. well, <laughs> i just i just can't wait for the red lantern stuff to be gone but i feel like yes. after that i'm really going to enjoy this book a lot yeah, that, me too oh do you know what's going to happen though when the red lantern the tease at the end of that last issue of this arc is going to be a next Agent Orange is coming. <laughs> He's like, no. Uh, I will throw. I will throw the book across the room. So hopefully, I'm not reading it on my iPad. Yeah. But... So, so, <laughs> something that's not another color of the spectrum, please. Let's have something else. Uh, yeah, Although a Larfley's Halloween special, hmm. where he just robs everybody of their candy. Mm. That could be funny. I could be down for that. Well, that that you know needs to I be want. like an, an annual. You know what I mean? Not not the main story. What I want is her Pokemon to come to life and she has to fight them. Uh, oh, there was two Pokemon references this week. God damn, was it? Was. This wasn't even the one I was thinking of. Oh yeah, negative <laughs> books. No, Matt, I'm on your side. This was the worst issue. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Um, geez. Jesus Christ. It, it was a weird combination of Pokemon as well. A Charizard and then down to a Bulbasaur. And I feel then a like, Jigglypuff. I feel like... Hmm, interesting. I feel like they really made an effort with this. These two references this week... Like, they've put these in last minute. Because, obviously, Pokemon Go is not that old. You know, like, yeah. relatively speaking. So, I feel like they... Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, just to clarify uh, something Matt brought up about the Emerald Sight. So, uh, yeah. Simon gets his, another Emerald Sight vision again. And he sees all the Justice League infected with the Red Rage. Yep. Setting up the stakes of what's going to happen if the Red Lanterns win this. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's... Yeah. Where we are. I tell you what I love though the the uh, the shot of him trying to cure Atrocitus of the rage, mm, but it not failing, uh, failing. Because I yeah, walking out of the because I could do the impossible. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then Atrocitus is like, no nah, man, I am rage. Yeah, like, but just the, the 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 way it's drawn, just, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I look nice. Um, Alright, so that's uh, Green Lantern's issue 5. That'll take us on to Aquaman issue 5. Dan Abnett writing Phil Briones uh, on the art. And i got to say, this is continually getting less interesting as the issues go on. It's getting stale, isn't it? Almost. The Aquaman and Mira stuff, because the last issue ended with like the army showing up to stop them after Mira breaks him out of the, the prison. And all they mm-hmm. do this issue is fight the army. 
Like, that's all Mira and Aquaman do. And they sort of... Like, it's just more of the same, like, bickering about Aquaman, not wanting to fight them, and, like, well, we've started this. Like, it was the same argument we've been hearing since issue one. Um, and all we get other than that is Black Manta meets the head of Nemo, who's the Fisher King, for, and it's literally one page. We don't really get much out of it, other than the fact that we, he meets him. And we get another one-page thing of the Royal Navy officer from the first issue... Uh, showing up to give Aquaman a note, she hands it off to that police officer that Aquaman. I like that to. she's sticking around though. I like that she's sticking around too. Um, so that, that that page didn't make me smile because oh great, I liked her in that first issue. But um, that's basically it. Like there's almost nothing to talk about. Like nothing. Oh, really the ending. The last page where, where, where Superman shows up. Okay, sure. Superman shows up to uh, presumably try and like talk Aquaman down or possibly fight him if the need arises. Yeah, which not looking forward to seeing, to be honest. Yeah, I have to admit, I didn't really like this issue all that much. Um, it, it, it kind of, I'm not sure if Superman's doing this of his own choice or is he doing like a as a favor to the government. Like, I don't even know if he's showing up as a favor to the government. I think it's just a case he sees the fighting on TV or whatever, and he just shows up like, all right, I, I'm going to stop this. <laughs> Maybe he sees I'd a like stranger at a bar that. brawl. Is like, hey man, we need to talk. Let's over here grab a stool. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it's that, and it's not the government's asking. Because I, I, I really don't think like the Superman we have now would even be contacted by the government yet. Like, yeah, I don't think people were, they, were there. With they'd them. probably more be keen to send Luther over than mm. than That's Superman. I suppose, I suppose it depends like how far ahead of like Justice League this is, is set, this Aquaman yeah. art. Yeah, that's true. So we don't know when it's set. So that's a fair point, but. At least from all the other things, like I there's not a single Superman book right now where I feel like he's at the point where the government would be. He's not, him. but I feel yeah. like every other book is ahead of the Superman books. Because like, like in yeah. Justice League, in yeah. in Batman, where he call, where they show up, like that is they're all ahead of the Superman books. Oh, well, well yeah. Justice League is ahead of. Uh, uh, I guess it is. It's well, definitely ahead of action, the... obviously, but yeah, it's ahead of action for sure, but. Uh, yeah, Maybe I guess not. it is kind of super head of Superman too. But um, yeah, not much happened. <laughs> it was mostly just them fighting the army and bickering about the same debate they've been having the whole time. I mean, it looked good. It was nice, and the action looks good. I mean, I'll, no, I mean it's not a chore to read. Like Abnet's a good enough writer that it reads well enough. It's just nothing that interesting. It, it reads very fast as well. And it's a shame because the first issue was definitely the best one, and it's, it's just continuously got less interesting and more stale as it's the arcs went on. Mm. So, shame. But that's Aquaman this week. Uh, uh, that'll take us on to Suicide Squad issue one. Rob Williams writing, Jim Lee are on the main story, and Ugh. Jason uh, Fabok on the uh, backup story. Now, keep in mind, this is not a longer issue. This is the regular, you know, twenty twenty two page count. It's just that to keep Jim Lee on schedule, they're making the main story only be like fourteen fifteen pages, whilst the backup then takes up with a different hey. artist. Whatever you gotta do. Um, I will say though, I felt that short length. Like I, like I yep. couldn't believe seeing the seeing that bottom corner of that page. It said, "Oh, and next time this." I'm like, "Wait, what? That's the whole thing." <laughs> it felt like half an issue because probably it was half an issue. Yeah, it, it, it legit feels like half. I think an it was issue. a little bit longer, but yeah. It, well, it feels like half an issue. Not so much in page count. I'm just meaning story beats. It doesn't feel like yep. a full story. It feels like or a full chapter of a story. It feels like it just cuts off. And we'll get the next half of it in the next issue. Yeah. Because um, yeah. all that happens in this issue is Amanda Waller goes to uh, Belle Reeve, 
collects the squad. Uh, Harley makes a joke about being not wanting to be sent into space. Or is, is it? No, was it Croc? Who said that? Someone Croc. was it Croc? Correct a joke about not wanting to be in space. Cut to them being in space. Okay, funny. Yeah, that's right. Um, Harley Quinn makes a Pokemon reference. Fucking negative points. I don't know why this is negative points. There's nothing wrong with that. Harley is too crazy to be amused by such a inane. But this game. is the problem. No, this is the problem with Harley. Is she doesn't have a set tone. There's the Connor and Palmiotti version, and this, now there's this, a suicide no, squad no. Version. The Connor and Palmiotti version would be playing Pokemon Go. Right, but maybe not the Suicide Squad version. Right. I, I mean, we haven't seen enough of this Suicide Squad version to say that they're that different. From what I read, this, this just, feels like the Connor and Palmiotti version. I so. just can't see Actually, her taking time from the Connor and Palmiotti stuff. With the with that rebirth issue, all the millions of things that was going on, here's the for her to yeah, have a bomb in her neck. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, uh, here's a question. When exactly does this Suicide Squad thing take place? Because in the Harley Quinn book, going from issue one, she owns like a club and she's got her own like supporting cast and she's doing all this stuff and she's not really been that much of a villain. Yet in Suicide Squad, she's in Belle Reeve and she's got a bomb in her neck. Well, again, it's this uh, the other rebirth books we're talking about. We're not sure where everything's set. I'm guessing this is a fair bit later. I guess. I don't know. Sure. This is why I just I can't care like, about this stuff. Most most of the time this doesn't bother me because when it's Batman or Superman, you just assume that the arcs sort of fit around each other. But these these two are so like conflicting. Yeah. Like because one of them kind of like says the other one can't really be happening. Alright, here, here's my guess as to what, what has happened here. This is set after maybe three arcs of the of the new Harley stuff. At the end of one of them she goes to prison for something. And then this uh, then the Suicide Squad stuff takes place, and she gets out at the end of the Suicide Squad in a couple of arcs, and then in the next Harley Quinn issue, it'll just say, "This, if you want to find out how she's back, read Suicide Squad." That that's probably what'll happen. But then will she leave Suicide Squad when, like, when it gets to that point? I don't know. We'll see when that happens. Um. Anyway, uh, I didn't dislike this. I thought this was better than the Rebirth issue. I thought some of the character interplays were fine and fun. Um. I, but I really don't have much of an opinion because the story doesn't even really get started. It, it's just like... It is literally the intro, isn't it? It's like, but, you know, they're going to a location, they're falling out of this thing in space because that's how they're getting there, and then it just that's it, that's the end. At um, the same time, as an issue one, it kind of does sell up. The team's together, and they're getting dropped off into the mission. That's the start. But it I thought that was also the start of the New 52 one, is you got introduced to all the characters, and then they got dropped in. So that's that's nothing new. I just it's not that interesting because it feels like, oh well, the movie's out, so let's put the movie team in a comic book, mm. you know, yeah. because that's Enchantress that. is there and Flag's there and I just I can't care. I, this, this is a group that I ugh. I you know I I don't even have a distaste for this. Like I I don't dislike it. Like I'll probably read this year too to just see what the other half of this this opening issue because it really is only half an issue yeah. um, I didn't dislike reading that I thought it was written decently enough uh, Jim Lee of course you know does his thing he's pretty good mm-hmm. um, and his style fits this more than I'd say Justice League when he was doing that yeah so 
Uh, it's the same for me. I'm definitely going to read on because um, there's not enough for me to judge it on yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll read issue two. I will say the backup, which, and I'm assuming each one over the next like few issues will all just focus on a different member. This one focuses on Deadshot and sort of shows his, not origin, but kind of the origin of him not being a complete villain when he decides to uh, like get Batman to help save his daughter and yeah. still kills the bad guy even though he knows it means Batman will put him away. Like, he does that knowing, and he accepts that Batman's going to put him away for it. I think this. I like this backup more than I did the main issue. So, so did I. Oh, because it's a complete story. Exactly. <laughs> that, that is <laughs> like, true. That helps. I, just, I don't like the way they're, they're doing this. Like, just let Jim Lee be a co-publisher. Stop making him draw stuff, because it's just going to be put behind. Oh, you know what? Just make it a monthly book. Or make it a monthly book. Like, I don't think that... I think after the movie kind of tanked, I think the market will write itself. I don't think there's going to be that big of a desire for Suicide Squad. I think what will happen is we'll get this arc where Jim Lee's doing this for the first, what, four, six issues, maybe? Hmm. And he'll leave. And I think, I think yeah, he'll probably leave after that, and then we'll swap to just regular issues with another artist. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't even... Like, like we say, I also don't feel any of these members are just uh, like are expendable. Like I don't feel there's anyone that's gonna go boom or anyone that's gonna get taken out. They're, they're not really gonna do that anymore, Matt, just because they they want to have the big names in the team. I know, and that's what's the point of calling it Suicide Squad then? You you do need some cannon fodder because it's a cool name. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know. I can that's see I... I can see Flag going to be honest, and maybe maybe Enchantress could go. Maybe Please. Boomerang. I can see Enchantress uh, becoming a villain at some point, much like the movie, and then dying at the end of that arc. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just there's there's cool stuff out there like Secret Six that if you haven't read that, you could be reading instead of I'll, trying to read. I will this give it one He says one of them says we need a team of six, right? And and they pick these lot. Hmm. So even if no one dies in this arc. In the next one, they'll go, oh, we need a bigger team. And that's when we get some more expendable stuff brought in. Yes. I'm not going to stick around to find out, but, you know. Yeah, I, I will probably read this issue too, just to see how it uh, develops. But I'm not particularly stoked on it. Um, I think it might read nicely in trade when you can actually read it. <laughs> Maybe I'll find out then. Yeah. Oh dear. All right. So that that'll take us to Connor's corner uh, for the last book of the week. He's the only one that's going to read this, and he's going to continue reading this, and that is Harley Quinn issue two. Uh, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palamotti with uh, Chad Harden on art. Connor, what happened in Harley Quinn this week? Uh, the last uh, one ended, I believe, with some sort of zombie outbreak and Harley riding a rocket to somewhere. No, it wasn't Harley riding a rocket. It was her shoot catapulting red tool towards the hospital, and his he did not open his parachute because he'd gone unconscious from the blood loss after she chopped off his arm because she thought it'd be infected. Cool. Remember this now? Vaguely, aye. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to, but no. Before I get into it, you said, oh, he's going to continue reading it. Like Some of the other stuff I'm reading is like, yeah, it's a chore, and I'm reading it as I'm taking the bullet for everyone else. This, I legitimately enjoy. It's it's a great comic. You're crazy. So, No, no, it's great. No, here's the thing. I don't think it's bad. It's just it's not for me. So no, I if thought, people I th out there like it, 
cool, but I don't don't make me read it. Look, I'm not going to do this every obviously because you're going to be talking about this every two weeks because it's a double shipping book. I'm not going to bring this up every time. Obviously, I just don't like it, and that's fine. But Connor wasn't here last time, so I just want to like issue one. I thought was unreadable. Like I, I struggled to get through it. Like I was like checking the page counts. I was. They're, you know, they're always very long reads. They're like they're the same, obviously the same length, but they're very wordy and they do yes. feel quite lengthy. Um, so no, it's, it's just not for me. So the what what happened this week, Connor, and the, anything you want to see you liked or so. So obviously, Red Tool doesn't open his parachute, so she shoots the hospital windows from the, the building that they're on, so that he'll just go through the window, and then they'll reattach his arm, which you know, why not? Uh, and then they do some investigating into the zombies. Uh, they do some experiments. And she tries to literally go fishing for one. As in, she goes on the roof and lets down a fishing rod to try and hook one up. But instead of getting a person, she hooks into a zombified police horse. And it pulls her down into the zombies. I can, that, I can see Pete wants to say something here. So that, this on. is... This is basically a continuity anyway, so maybe my previous complaints about Suicide well, Squad are just yeah, gone. It also does mention there's like a there's a radius that the zombies aren't leaving for some reason. No matter what, they're not going out of it. So it's very contained to like I think it's like a square mile or something like that. So it's it's not that big an issue anyway. And uh yeah, so she's running around chopping up zombies. They learn that biting doesn't get you infected. It just well, that's, kills that's you. That's a relief. It, they, they either bite you so much that you die from blood loss or you're fine. Like One, one or the other. There's no infection from the zombie So cutting stuff. off the arm last issue was a bit of a... Was, was pointless, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not very impressive for that. But then at the end is my favourite bit because Ivy shows up with a big chainsaw thing. It's like a, a garden... You know, like a big, like, round circular blade like you use for gardening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Do you know what, this... So, um, just mows down zombies. And... I, I feel like this book, more than any other DC book, feels like just pure, unadulterated fan fiction. I don't know. I, I mean, the, the thing is, this this feels like the least rebirthy rebirth book because it is literally well, yeah, it's... straight carried yeah. on from the last 30. Hmm... But like, I, uh, all of the reactions and stuff. But you, uh, you, you liked it, I assume. I did. And there was a bit where you know where the metal guy, you know, her like one of her friends, he has to he shoots a metal head, and she goes, "Oh, don't worry, you'll be in the front row watching Dio and Lemmy in Metal Heaven." <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, but no, it's 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 a lot of fun. But it is just Harley Quinn taking on zombies. I mean, there's, there's not that much more to say, but I'm excited to see Ivy show back up because this book has been at its best when Ivy's been there. Alright, uh, that's Harley Quinn issue too. Uh, so that's all the books this week, which leads us to our fun uh, times of rankings. Let's do panel of the week first. Uh, oh, God damn it, I forgot about that. Oh, shit. Uh, I like to put you on the spot. Come on, let's... Uh... Yeah. No, that's alright, I don't go with it. I know what I'm picking. I'm picking a really simple one. I, I'm a sucker for the the uh the big moments and i feel like i i mentioned it earlier the the page where uh it has the this is a job for supergirl or it will be a job for supergirl with a uh, cara flying out of the school in uniform um probably because i'm just happy to have her back in a classical looking supergirl uniform um 
but also just the, the just the nice roundup of the the summary of events and the, the status quo. It all just sort of comes to a head there before the tease at the end. So, no, that's my pick for the week. Connor. All right, I'm actually going to go with the one from Green Arrow I mentioned earlier, the very first panel of, of the guy with the melted face. Ah, nice, nice. And it's got the tile, it just says the Inferno, and he's holding up the, the flame, and it just says, don't be afraid of fire. It just works so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the w- one that from that that could have been my pick uh, might have been the uh, them smelling at each other, uh, Canary and Green Arrow. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of good panels in that book, actually. Uh, a lot of good panels. Matt? Lois putting on the Hellbat armor and and taking it to Eradicator. So the the the, so. the, the, the big punch get away from my eyes. Yeah. Which by the way, I didn't mention this. At the the Ripley moment. Yeah. Yeah, the Ripley. That's what it reminded me of. It was get away, yeah. get, get away from her, you bitch. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, yeah. fun. Uh, oh, should I made it yellow just to make it more of a reference to that? <sighs> that would have been cool, but that's so unlike Batman. Unless it said like prototype. On the box, well, it, you know, it, it was. I mean, this was his maybe, maybe he was making it for Duke. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, too, for He's Lark. Good. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Um, I Lark says superhero name. I keep forgetting what they're, they're calling him. Because they don't use it very often. They don't. No. no. Uh, I just keep. Well, I, real quick, I got confused when he called him Mister Thomas because I forgot his last name is Thomas. <laughs> so I was like, "What the hell is he talking to?" Oh yeah, it's Duke. Yeah. See for a second, so. I was like, "Wait." Thomas Wayne's alive again? What? Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so top fives of the week. Now, I I always sort of think about this after I read them on the Wednesday. And yeah. often they'll sort of shift a little bit by the time we get to recording just because, you know, like, you, you, and this week I feel especially there's such a, like, consistent level. Isn't yeah, like, I feel like my top five are all so close to each other. Um, and I feel really bad as well because I feel like there's like six or seven that I think are all similar. So I'm going to feel really bad about the, the one or two that I that don't just quite make it. Um, but oh, see, I really want to say Supergirl, but just because of the rushed sort of aspects, I'm not going mm. to give number one to Supergirl. I'm going to go with for the third issue in a row. Nightwing is taking that uh, top spot. Dick is uh, on top. Uh, once again, uh, Dick comes first again. He really needs to get some uh, medication to help out with that. I think. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> are we are we ever going to have an issue of this book without no. having all the double entendres like every time? You love no. it. You love it. You wouldn't want me to stop the dick puns. You love it. You know what? See if I get nothing but complaints from the the viewers and listeners. If they complain, sure. But you two complaining, I don't give a shit. Dick puns. Yeah. As far as I Guys, you know what you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they love it. They they love it. They love every single bit of it. Um, okay, so Nightwing at number one, uh, Supergirl Rebirth at number two, then Superman issue five, and then Batman issue five, and then in fifth place, Green Arrow. It was between that and Birds of Prey, but Green Arrow cinched it. So. There you go, that's my top five. And then in bottom place, I have to go with Aquaman. So, there you go. That's that's uh, top five and bottom. Uh, who's ready? Who's, who's, who's geared to go? Just give me one second and I will be. <laughs> For the right, audio okay. listeners, Matt tried to point at Connor, <laughs> but he pointed in the wrong direction, so he was just pointing into thin air. Uh, 
Uh, uh, only go, Connor. All right, uh, I'm gonna go Superman first because it's just yeah, fantastic. Um, uh, I am gonna go Nightwing second. Third, I'm gonna go Batman. Fourth, Supergirl because while I loved it, like I said, the plot it was rushed. It was just an issue just to get where it needed. Five. Mm, yeah, I'll give it to Green Arrow. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then lowest, I'm torn. They're, they're both equally at the same point for me. Aquaman and Birds of Prey. Oh, oof, no. Um, and they're both on the exact same level for me this oh, week. God, I never wanted to it. punch you more in my life. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Matt, oh. you didn't even read Aquaman. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, but no one knew that until now. <laughs> no, I bet someone noticed. They're like, Matt's been very quiet during this yeah. Aquaman discussion. <laughs> full, full, full disclosure, he didn't drop Aquaman. Yeah. He just didn't realise it came out this week. <laughs> well, because there's so much other stuff to read. Basically, see, see, before we start the show, I just like list the order we're going in for the book so that everyone knows what to like to print. have the books ready to look at if they want them. And I, I got to Aquaman and Matt just went, fuck! <laughs> Aquaman was out this week. Uh, it's too late to go read I, it. I, I really want people now to go back and listen to the Aquaman section, yeah. knowing Matt didn't read it, and see if you see see if it's if, different now. Next time I don't read it, I'm just gonna make stuff up, go with conversation, and yes, and. But it's just funny. No, no, no. I don't. I wasn't paying attention, but maybe if you go back and listen to it, Matt at some point was like, "Yep, yeah, uh huh." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he might have been. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that might have been. I, I totally agree. was. <laughs> I totally was. Yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Superman. I thought Connor was trolling me when he said Superman showed up at the end and Pete agreed. I was like, well, they didn't know that I didn't read it until just now. So the, the thing is, when when we were doing Aquaman, I'd forgotten Matt hadn't read it, and I was waiting for him to say something, and it took yep. me a while to remember. I'm like, Why is he not saying anything? Yeah. Oh dear, uh, Matt, you're top five then. Yeah. So I got Superman number one. Uh, just a great issue, and the way it ended was pretty great. Which, by the and way, Nightwing... hold on, hold on. That is a five-issue streak of Superman, never not being number one. Nope. Six, actually, including the Rebirth issue. Can't can't do it. Just can't. It's been quality. There, there's, a... DC. Yeah, there's, a, there's a bias here. And there is a bias. Yeah. I mean, I love it, yeah. but it's not been every issue for me. And Pete, and Pete has a dick bias, too. So No, 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 no. It was close this week. So, yeah. so Nightwing's my number two. Speaking of Dick, that's uh, been probably my second favorite book from DC since Rebirth, and then Green Arrow, which was solid. Supergirl Rebirth, and then Birds of Prey, um, and then because I didn't read Aquaman, I had to put that Suicide Squad down at, at the bottom, just because mm-hmm. I, I will not be going forward with that I, one. I feel but like you probably would have done that guys, even if you had read Aquaman. Well, no, because judging from what you guys say, I'm not looking forward to reading it now. I'm going to read it probably <laughs> when we're done, just to see. But now I'm definitely not looking forward to it because I already was on the verge of it dropping every week. And I really want to like it because I want to support Aquaman, but it's been increasingly difficult since the Rebirth issue. I think so. the thing is, we know Abnett can do better. Mm. Yeah. And he it's is true. doing better in Titans. Like, Titans is just... Exactly. Yeah. Just o- over over a couple of weeks. But... uh. All right, so those are your your uh, all rankings for the week, which leaves me with one last thing to do, and that is tell you what's coming next week. Uh, we have one new book next week. 
and that is Blue Beetle Rebirth issue one. So excited for that. We also you have, and me both. We also have, of course, Action Comics nine six two, Batgirl issue two, Deathstroke issue one, Detective Comics nine three nine, The Flash issue five, Titans Speak of the Devil uh, issue two, and we have Wonder Woman issue five. We also have in Connor's Corner, the Hellblazer issue one. Yeah. And I don't know if he's still doing it. He kind of just did it last time by accident. But uh, Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps issue three is out next week. Let's see, I guess. <laughs> uh, like I said, yeah. I did enjoy last issue more than, than the first. So I might yeah. see if it continues the trend. Yeah, after after the last time we talked about it, I went back and read it. And oh, really? I agreed with what Connor said. Yeah, so maybe I might be reading that. But it's not a priority. Oh, so that, that yeah. may not even be in the corner. That may actually be no. elevated to main yeah. bulk. Oh, my. But I'll I'll <laughs> let you guys know. It just depends on how much other stuff I have left to read. Yeah, I get you. I'll, I'll just so say what Matt did today with Ackham. I'll just pretend I read it and <laughs> not in agreement. Yeah, Gorilla Grodd showing up. Great. No. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it after I said it was better. Well, it mostly had to do with them sending Gardner off into space because nobody likes him. <laughs> so, like... It was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so that's what's coming next week. Um, not quite as meaty a week, but still meaty enough. So uh, look forward to all that stuff. Um, now, of course, the week after that is the dreaded fifth Wednesday week oh. at the end of August. There will be an episode. Episode 15 will still happen that week. We will not have any books to talk about. But there will be an episode. It'll be a, maybe a slightly sillier episode with more tangents and stuff. Um, I've not told these two what we're doing for that episode yet. I'm going to drop it now. Oh, and just... Ambush bug episode. <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, don't worry, guys. You don't have to read anything. We're not doing like a you know a retrospective on an old thing, which we might do in the future for other things. Um, right. But uh, I, I've got I've got I've got a thing planned. That's fine. Does it involve waffles? I may add them now that you've brought the idea okay. to my attention. <laughs> um, that's, that's a thought. Oh, man, is, is it like a little Q&A, like, favourite superhero snack? <laughs> it's like, because you know, like, like, she has waffles, you got, like, Oreos, you like, donuts. Um, chocos. Not Oreos, oh, chocos. All right, all right fine. Oh, Knock off Oreos. Get on it. No. Uh, let's just say it'll be a, just a sort of silly fun episode where we can have a, some random speaking and, and uh, discussion and tangent on things and I'm just going to design a little structure of things that lead us down a rabbit hole of conversation all of course in the world of DC um, and I've got a little idea for a feature at the end of uh, every potential fifth week even when there is some annuals to talk about because they'll ultimately they're always going to be a bit shorter Two. yeah, yeah. yeah but, there's uh, usually only five or six of them yeah but you know Obviously, they'll always be a bit shorter, so I've got a little idea for a feature that we can always do at the end of a fifth week as well, every couple of months when it happens, because it tends to be every like three months we get one of those. So, uh, so look forward to that. that. That'll be a thing that happens uh, in two weeks' time. But we'll get a regular episode next week with all those books, so join us for that. Um, so that, that wraps up uh, this week's episode. This has been episode 13, uh, Baker's Dozen of uh, Comics from the Multiverse. And you can, of course... Uh, you know, tell us what you think of the books in the comments below on YouTube or tweet at us at mailed underscore fuzz. Follow all of us individually on Twitter. You can see all those th- names on the screen if you're on the YouTube. Uh, if you're not on the YouTubes, then I'm at Wibble89. Matt's at Matt of Steel 57 Connor's at Connor Ryan 94 
and uh, email us even if you want to mailedfuzz at gmail.com check out all the other stuff we do on the TV channel mailedfuzz we do all the weekly TV reviews on the movies channel me and Matt do movie reviews on 1.21 gigawatts and me and Tim uh, do horror movie stuff on streams after midnight so check out all that stuff if you want to but it doesn't matter if you don't if you just want the comic book stuff then just come for this that's fine just help the show out like subscribe yep. five star review on iTunes and uh, you know whatever yep. else people do to give good ratings to things on the internet share us out you know that's all we want from you so uh, with all that said that, that's us uh, any final words from you two no. That's two weeks in a row I've asked that, and both times I've been met with just, deafening just silence. Expect, like we, we we let you kind of just ramble your outro yep. out, and it's like just yeah, but we, we kind of tune out at that point. Yeah, but I'm I'm setting up a precedent now for this moment where I'm going to ask you two for final words. So you have an opportunity to have something well, prepared. What you need to do, do you is really you want to give me the opportunity to have final words because that's how bad words get said. <laughs> All you're doing here is prolonging the outro because this is how we tangent. That's called padding the episode, Connor. <laughs> it's not padding. The episode's long enough. I'm just giving you a chance to say, giving a sign off. I love when Pete gets irritated. He sounds like Mr. Wick from Drew Carey. <laughs> it hits that register and I love it. <laughs> it's so easy to get in there as well. It, it is. I love it. Thank you very much for watching and or listening, guys. It's always a pleasure. Keep reading comics, and as always, remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion.